Hummer. She said it in real life? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. Or, well, not just any other episode. One of the everything going all right over there? Nah, I took off my my tag or whatnot. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> drinking drinks all around. Welcome to another episode, not just any other episode of the Mentor Podcast. Today is a very very special day. But before we get into everything that makes it special. Gentlemen, it's been a week since we've seen each other, and uh, man, I'm glad to be back in the room with y'all. How was your week? Week was good. Week was good. We did a photo shoot um, or a commercial shoot on Saturday. That was fun. Um, ended that in a minute, guys. Shouts out to the team. Yes, uh, for indeed. Putting that together. Um, and direction from um, Amber putting that together. Us to do the stuff for YouTube. So man, we got a squad. The squad. The squad, man. Shout out to the squad one time that keeps us looking right. Squad is crazy. Squad is crazy. Um, week was good for me, man. Pretty chill. Uh, staying busy. Nothing, nothing spectacular going on. Nothing crazy happened. No mountains or nothing like no, that. No, no mountains. No mountains. Nobody or showed like up that, huh? for the mountains. No, no, oh, no, so no, you no, showed no, up. No, you no, was no, there no, at the mountains. Ah, but you... I delayed it. I delayed, okay. I delayed it, but I didn't make it on Sunday either. So I plan on going actually tomorrow, I think. I went today. Did you go? Not to the North North Mountain, though. I went to South Mountain. You went to South? Oh, I man, South is a little bit tougher, isn't it? It's cool. It's close to the house. Yeah. yeah. How, was it tough? No. No? I do it every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh! <laughs> How you say it? I do it every day. Oh, he's, hey, he didn't even have to use his chest with it. He, he's like, <laughs> I do it every day. <laughs> okay. uh, aside from doing it every day, Dre, uh, what was the rest of your week like, man? You know what, man? It's been a blessing uh, this past uh, week. You know, 
Oh, yeah? What, what kind of blessings you got going on, brother? One, my diploma came in the mail. Hey! You got a high school diploma. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? What you can do it. You just keep your mind to it. You know what I'm saying? All them night schools, man. Accelerated night school. Congratulations, though. Real talk. Um, Two. Wait. What, no, you got your diploma for what? Oh, uh... Public health. Public health. Mm-hmm. All right. Congratulations. There we sir. go. Thank you, sir. We celebrate his, ascension was, over here. It was not high school. It was college. I, I was mean. in like my 20th year of college. Hey, so. you got it done, though. Right. Hey, absolutely. Finished it, you know. Touchdown. Um, what else? Oh, man. What, what uh, else? What else, brother? <sighs> we made it past our first trimester. It was the first what? Who? Who's we and wait? What are we what? talking about? Hold on. What are we talking about? Me Excuse? and the wife. We oh. Uh, oh. are expecting. Oh. Two of them things. Oh. You the know. man said he got twins on the way. What? what? Two of them things, man. Oh my goodness. We just made a post about it uh, last night. You know. Wow. You man. know what, man? One thing about that, man. I thought them shoes. I went out and bought and purchased some shoes or whatnot, right? For uh. For the, uh, you know, just to, to make a post about it or whatnot, and the shoes are like regular price, man. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hold up, man, this is sixty bucks for the shoes. I'm like, yeah. it's not even a full shoe. Hey, Wait, it's a full. What what shoes person. are you talking about? I got some little Nike Air Maxes, some of the Air Max nineties. Mm-hmm. They wanted sixty bucks for them. Sixty bucks? Yeah. What like for like like twin baby? No, for one pair. One pair, the little ass thing about that damn is that big. That's why you had the same shoe. It was different colors. <laughs> we don't know the sex yet, so oh, it's, right. it's, it's it's the unisex, unisex, yeah. unisex color. One lime green and then one like I'm gonna call it Tiffany blue. Y'all start okay. talking names yet? Y'all start talking about names yet? You know what? We got a couple of them. Uh-huh. You know, um, we don't have like two of the same names for like you know girl girl or uh-huh. boy boy. We got like one of each. I'm hoping for one of each. Are you hoping for one? So of I'm each putting it. In, I'm putting it out there. Uh-huh. Um, for the boy, we was gonna name it Andre, mm-hmm. of course. You know, hey, hey, hey right. all right, just a little uh-huh. bit. Uh, and then for the girl, I think we're gonna go with Autumn. Autumn, Autumn, okay. You know, nice. Um, what else happened this week? Oh, man. That, and then else needs to happen. That's dope. It's dope. That's dope. I mean, yeah, I'm uh, scared. that's life altering, brother. You know what? It's I'm not scared okay. at all. Um, Eager, anxious, probably yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Excited. Excited. I think I'm, I'm not even, yeah, I'm, I think I'm overexcited. You know, I'm trying to keep myself busy and not think about it all the time. It's going, you can't help but not think about it right? all the time. And boys, you, she's about to have twins. You're about to be in oh. double trouble. I'm, I'm in the mix now, man, like I said, because she's always hungry. Mm-hmm. And I find myself eating every time she eats. Oh. So I'm just like, ah, she was like, I want pizza, or I want this, or I want a Philly cheesesteak. And I'm like, you know what? That, that sounds, sounds good. Like, yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I might want one, too. But then for me, man, I'm at that stage now at life, man, where it's like, I just eat it when it's in front of me. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So now I'm trying to do a pushback. You, you know? better push back, because uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> tell them. What you got to tell them? We hard to get I back. I got twins, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I got twins, What you mean you got twins? I got twins, too, and they don't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got twins, too. That's why I'm trying to hit that mountain, get rid of these twins. Oh, what man. What y'all think about my shirt today? 
I think it looks dope. Oh man, Tuesday, six thirty ish. This is for y'all, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Is that gonna be in the Mentor Podcast store? This is gonna be in the Mentor Podcast store, coming to a store near us. All right. Online. So that online. So six thirty ish. Uh, so it'll be on our website, thementorpodcast.com. Plug. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Might drop. That's what I'm Bill Cosby. About. Bill Cosby, right? Uh, oh, I did see that. <laughs> in Barcelona. In case y'all haven't seen um Homer MB. <laughs> EV, whatever you want to call it. I'm gonna call it MB. Uh, oh, Hummer EV. That's what it is. So you know is that, that why, now, why is that trending today? Why? Is that, is that is that a car? That's a truck. Oh. It's a Hummer. Oh. It might be a Hummer EV. <laughs> gotcha. I didn't know, man. I don't know who's person out. You know, I don't be knowing nothing. In case y'all didn't know, that's that's Dre giving us the uh, the trending words of the day to make sure that we stay uh, we on it trending and on, on, on the top of the charts there's when it comes to Chelsea's Google. out there. Also, I don't know which one we're talking about, but there's a couple Chelsea's. I didn't get a last name, almost like Leon with no last name, just Chelsea. <laughs> that's okay. what's, what's the what's the the what's the first Chelsea that comes to mind? Grammar. There it is. <laughs> Kelsey Grammar, is that it? I don't know. <laughs> Kelsey Grammar. Wait, why is Bill Cosby up there? He uh. They showed a mugshot of him today. Uh, is he getting out? Oh, uh, looks like he showed no no remorse at his probation. Probably didn't understand. That, it's, I mean. How was he, what was he supposed to say? They went on the bag or something? I don't know. They, they, they listen, I ain't got like, no problem with it. Don't show. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's, the thing was like 50 years ago. And a now billion sudden, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. Listen, don't show no remorse. Bill, Bill, Bill been in, in, in prison. <laughs> Bill been in prison helping all, everybody that's up in the prison. He said, listen, man, if y'all let me out, y'all let me out. If y'all don't, I'm I, probably, I probably help on, more no, people in here than outside. Check this out. That is true, too. But how blockbuster would a stand-up be? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I bet you if he did stand-up. If he did stand-up. After he, he got out. He, he sell out in seconds. Seconds. <laughs> and I bet you it would be funny. I walked in there and Leroy going to tell me, what's up, Bill? I said, not today, player. <laughs> There's no pudding. No pudding. pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you get snow pudding. <laughs> I bet you that would be great. I can't do it. I wish now, I you know, do it now you know he ain't going to talk about that. But would, how funny would that be? I bet you I, he'd kill it. You know he'd kill it. You That's think they crazy. got him in like a regular cell or he's like off to... He don't like the old folks uh, unit, though. You got to be right. So remember, remember when he said that dumb thing? <laughs> hey, I, man, I thought that was dope. He was probably just trying to show everybody, like, hey, I still, you know, I, I still got some moves, you know. I'm good. I, I, I dig that. Any any liveliness from Bill, I'm happy about it because they tried to take his spirit, man. Oh, man. Yeah, they tried yeah. to take oh, his spirit. Oh. But he all good. But j just in case you guys didn't know, one of the reasons that it's such an important show, uh, such a special show today is because we're celebrating 100 year anniversary of the Negro Baseball League. And we got a special guest uh, today with 1989's MLB World Series MVP, Mr. Dave Stewart, yes. will be a special guest today. Yes. So about 7.15, 7.20ish. Yes, indeed. So y'all don't want to miss that. Uh, it's just, you know, real good that we, we acknowledge and celebrate uh, something that was so trailblazing and left such a legacy. Yes. And offered, you know, an ability yeah, for everybody else to. Talk, that's our main. My bad. I just Barcelona. I just start. That's our main. I've been watching Lovecraft, so legacy and trailblazing. Okay, has been so a big what's up with this Lovecraft stuff? I heard a little bit about oh. today, and I don't know if I can get down with it. 
I have to get down with it. All right, so I'll tell you about Lovecraft in a little bit, okay. real quick. Before we go any further into distractions, is there we want a lady to make named sure, in there? Um, possibly. We want to make sure that we do a share break. <laughs> um, so everybody out there, if you could please share on your timeline this particular podcast, this live, and also share it to the groups that you are part of. In three, two, one, Hummer share MVP. break. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Uh, Case, you know, you're just stepping in. Before we went to break, uh, D. Scott Music asked me about what is so special about Lovecraft Country and why was I just, you know, sitting up there binging it uh, for the past couple of days. It was good. It was that good. You binge been watched it? Man, this, binge, is one of binge the, watch it? this is one of the best shows that I've seen in a very long time. Um, it is definitely going to leave a legacy. I feel like... Um, is it a horror film or what? No, it's not horror. It's like uh, ancestral, sci-fi, historical. I heard it had a lot of powerful uh, points in there. Man, it. it's powerful. It about Emmett the Till and then the massacre. Yeah, Emmett Till, uh, Tulsa was referenced. Really? Yeah, the a Tulsa massacre was referenced. Um, uh, I, I'm. I heard it was kind of like you know horror a little bit. You know, I don't do horror films, so it ain't it ain't really. What you mean? You don't do horror I don't films? do horror films, you man. Scared? I, I do. <laughs> Not, no, busy busy says spoiler alert. Trust me, busy. I, I cherish the show enough that I ain't spoiling nothing. I'm gonna keep it mad like general. That. Yeah, yeah, man. What, what, okay. well, what's so coming what, out of what Listen, this is what I'll say. The best thing about the show is it really calls for you to pay attention because there are going to be double meanings. Tons of parallels, and it's going to be, and the parallels will not only be parallels that you would see uh, for its own time frame, which is around the Korean War era, but parallels that are very much relevant today. There's a lot of uh, parallels that uh, happened back then that are still happening today. Yes, absolutely. No no doubt about it. The music uh, is, I mean, the music from back then is still talking about the same stuff today. Yeah, and it's also actually rather magical. Uh, lots of uh, it's like. Are there sci-fi creatures in there? Yeah, yeah. Really? It's like World so it's of Warcraft it's sci-fi. A it's, it's 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 a mashup. It's only the way that we can do it. Mm. Put it like that. Okay. So now that it makes me nervous to go down south. Now you got creatures coming out the water and everything. Man, I just busy. Just said spoiler alert. <laughs> you okay. saw it. No, I just well I seen the preview where oh. it, something would drag somebody into the water. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it looked romantic for a second though, like oh, I could take a video. There's you know definitely I mean? some romance some, in there. Some gonna grab us and drag us into the water. There's yeah, definitely some romance. There, there's some some moments in People there. People got like smudged where... faces. I'm like, yeah, this ain't for me. Oh yeah, there's some uh, moments in there where they they showcase the black family and you were just like, ah. Oh. This is so therapeutic. I just love seeing this black love on the screen, and man. Then, just... And then what happens? Nope. Not going to do it. Okay. Not going to do it. Not going to do you. it. Somebody going to turn into some creature and just smudge your face or whatever. Now you walk around with a smothered face. There's there, there's, there's a lot of uh, themes of metamorphosis and escapism, things of that nature. 
It's it's something that sometimes you got to rewind often or watch a whole episode over. over again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely something that you want to talk about. Does this take place in the Barcelona or just somewhere down south? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> uh, it takes place all over the south. Uh, okay. One of, one of the families that's involved in the show uh, is involved in creating a guidebook that is uh, basically a map for uh, Negroes to be able to go across the country. And find places that they can eat and or sleep and visit without being, you know, harassed. Yeah. So you said Negroes. Yeah, because that's what's used in the show. I don't, I, I don't mind Negro. Like, yeah, I'm cool. Anything that any of my ancestors was ever called, besides obviously the derogatory, I, I hold that. You know, David, are you a Negro? <laughs> Bill Cosby is he a Negro? Is Chelsea is Chelsea a black Negro too? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I just I was just wondering if that was a um, Negro. I think Lovecraft. Uh, Negro. I don't know. Negro. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> you Negro. It, it, like I said, no any joke. classification. All right, I'm gonna watch uh, it. So I'm gonna watch it. Please, please do. When you gonna start it? Please do. When are you gonna start it? The, the everybody in the comment section needs to know. There's ten. There's ten episodes. Ten episodes. That means I'll see it in like two days because I'm gonna be okay. Ten. Make sure you is know. It, is is the ten like and then it's over for the season? Over for the season. Okay, good. Because if it was halfway through, I was like, oh, wait for the whole thing. I need to watch the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so, is this something, <clears throat> if I watch it, right, knowing I don't like horror films, do I need to watch it during the who, day? Who said horror? I mean, you got creatures coming out the you water. The dark, <laughs> I don't like spiders. I don't like snakes. I don't like neither, I don't like snakes. Spiders are straight, but not snakes. I can't do snakes at all. At all. Is it a snake in the water? Either. Rats? Can't do rats. I'm cool with the rats. I, I mean, I don't want to live with them or whatever, but I'm cool with them. They could pass me and I won't. You're afraid of the dark, though. No, I'm not afraid of the dark. I just don't want nothing creeping up on me while I'm asleep. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, uh, Tasha says she don't watch horror either, Dre, but yeah. it, it ain't, it ain't My horror. My third eye don't need to see all that. Uh, K. James Cuisine is back in the building. Shout out one time to K. J- K. James in the building. Chef, K. What's K. Up? James! Uh, uh, Brittany said it's an amazing show. It touches on a lot that's going on within our community. Just make sure to pay attention. Uh, one of the main locations, uh, Natasha says, is Chicago. Uh, they also roam the St. Louis, uh, up into the East Coast. It's it's quite a bit. Damn, they moving like that, huh? Yeah, they moving like that. But an important thing for Phoenix, real quick, super quick plug, all of my small business people out there, this is included in the, in the distractions because it's really, really important. All of my small business people out there, if you need grant funding, Phoenix is actually looking to give grant funding to small businesses. All you have to do is go to LISC.org slash Phoenix. LISC.org slash Phoenix. And you can sign up and apply for a grant, a micro business grant up to $10,000. What if I don't have a business yet? Can I go ahead and apply for it? I hope you get in trouble. (laughs) That's wrong, Bill Cosby. No, I just hope he gets in trouble. That's wrong. Bill Cosby. That is so wrong. Well, actually, That's wrong we got you. a production manager. I don't know if that was on the script to do. I know. It's, the show. It's, it's, <laughs> I hope I, you get in trouble. I got it. Hey, that's me getting back at you for earlier checking me. So I hope you get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Let me plug that ass. Shout out to Mr. Semantics in a minute. But make sure if you have a business that has been in operation since 2019, that uh-huh. you go ahead and you apply for this grant. If you haven't received any other grant funding from the city of Phoenix, make sure you do it, okay? L-I-S-C dot O-R-G slash Phoenix. They want black people to sign up and get grant funds. Cool. Now we got that out of the way. Black folks or minorities? 
Black folks. Yes. Just Negroes. No, I mean, like, it, they want black people to sign up okay. because black people and Latin folks, like, most of the time, so like, minority. Yeah, I'm, I'm people the, of color. People of color. There you go. Uh, but I'm, uh, I've been asked to push to my no, platform. I, I, just, I, just wanted to, yeah. I just wanted to know. I was curious what but, the language was saying. Uh, so some of the some of the reservations <laughs> normally for like a Latin community would be maybe uh, they might not understand all the jargon because of maybe a language barrier. They want to make sure that to let those folks know that you don't have to worry about that. If you got questions, you we got answers. Up, they got answers. Awesome. They're encouraging everybody that is a <clears throat> minority to. Uh, go ahead and apply. So we want to make sure to save as many businesses as we can. So please sign up. Anyway, uh, into the last distraction before we go into our big call today. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw. <clears throat> this is going to be some goofy. Uh, there's been a little bit more development in the uh, Tory Lanez case. Oh, shit, yeah. Did you say that? Me? Yeah. Say Tory Lanez or oh shit. Did you see the new development in the case? Uh, no, I heard she snitched on him. That's it. <laughs> what well, didn't the, didn't the, didn't the bodyguard say something? Oh yeah, the bodyguard said something. I, I didn't hear what he said though, but I know he said something. Uh, so apparently the bodyguard says that uh, there was a struggle over the firearm, and uh, it, it had to do with uh, the young lady that is kicking it with Meg. She found out that Tory was messing with her and Meg. There was a struggle over a firearm. Bodyguard said he left it in the car. And uh, from that struggle, a bullet struck Meg. So, so Tori didn't shoot her. It wouldn't. First, this is just um, somebody else's side of the story. <clears throat> so we don't know if that's absolutely true or if he's just looking, you know, to look out for Tori. So are, are they talking about giving this young man some jail time behind this? Uh, we don't know. Uh, any normal person would be under the jail by now. So to me, uh, it's just a he little. He just shot her in the foot, though, right? Uh, allegedly. Okay. Now, where where just happened at? Uh, Florida. L. A. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they don't have stand your ground, huh? He can't win that one. Oh, Paisley is in the building. Oh, Paisley Sierra, what's going on, girl? She says, "Hey, gentlemen," and DJ Swirls in the building. Uh. uh <laughs> DJ Swirls said, "There are some parts that you may need to put earmuffs on." And I believe he's talking about uh, Lovecraft. But, uh, yes. So, <laughs> with the new developments, uh, we got a new side to the story. And uh, it seems that uh, the, the one thing that I asked myself is what was more probable, before we get out of here on the distractions, what was more probable? That um, a, a, a male would be so upset with a woman that he just pulls out a gun and shoots her in the foot or that he's two-timing and just boning everybody and somebody gets upset and uh, wrestles with him for a gun and somebody else gets shot. What do you guys think is more probable? <clears throat> I don't understand why they're wrestling for the gun in the first place. If that's the case, Tori, you should have left. You got busted right in the middle. If you did it or not, she's talking about you getting a gun. It's time for me to go back to the room. I'm out. I'm gone. I don't want to be there. You can have a gun. Bye. <clears throat> Sometimes you got to think, man. People with money when want to stay in, like, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, listen, I laid it out. It ain't like you had to really watch. 
<laughs> the news or go on Instagram. Really, these guys don't really be liking to talk about uh, celebrity mm. stuff. He'd be like, not mm. even celebrity stuff, but silly stuff, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but remember, here we talking about how it applies and what we would do better as men. And yes. you, you being from the Himalayas, mm -hmm. you could better teach people on what to do in these stupid yeah, so situations. Tell them, tell them so, I will, I will. In situations like that, what's important is having strong. That's what a cane is for. <laughs> that's what a cane is for. A, a cane? It's the Himalayas. We have canes. Oh, okay. You know so when you have the cane, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. No, I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> what's interesting to me is the fact that anybody had to to have a gun for any reason. Well, it's the, the it's believed to be the bodyguard's firearm. He said that he left it uh, in, in the, the car. Right, the but car. like for anybody to have to purchase or grab a gun in a situation like that, when nobody's in danger for right. that, this doesn't make any sense to So me. is anybody going to answer the question before we go to the call? <sighs> so. I don't watch it. I don't follow it. I don't want to see the young man go to jail. I like his music. I mean, he shot somebody in the foot. Um... But you know what? I really don't give a rat's ass if he go to jail or not. I'm just saying I don't want him to go, but I don't really care. It's stupid. We're good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I plead the fifth. I have nothing more to say on this topic. Busy said bodyguard getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> it could very much well be. Amber said uh, there's a possibility that his little man syndrome kicked in. Go on. Uh, I forgot he was a little guy. Oh, yeah. Like 123 pounds. Oh, shit. He's a real little guy. Yeah, 123 pounds. The damn high school cheerleader. <clears throat> Man. <laughs> He's a flyer. Speaking of sports. Um... <laughs> <laughs> cheer is a sport, right? Yeah, no. cheer is definitely a sport. Uh, it you is imagine now... him with his nose ring jumping up like that, going, whoa, <laughs> coming back down. <laughs> You ain't nothing. <laughs> I'll shoot you in the foot. Uh, <laughs> since since we're talking about sports, let's go ahead and get into um, the actual biggest part of the day, which is uh, again the celebration of the Negro Leagues and talking to our guest host today, Mr. Dave Stewart. Uh, and I understand is a, a friend of yours, sir. A friend of mine. He's not. He's he's. <laughs> Oh, he's a dream come true. Um, that um, so, um, f yeah, family, family. I consider it family. Okay. Um, um, through relationship, I consider it absolutely family. So um, I'm just blessed to again have wonderful people in my family that have wonderful people in their family who have wonderful connections and it was able to uh, reach out and get s such an amazing figure um, for. For all the all the baseball, to be honest with you, but uh, especially our culture, to um, have uh, <clears throat> done what he's done and accomplished such a thing, that came on with us today. So I'm super humbly, um, humbled, super humbled, and almost giddy. So I'm trying not to make sure I'm dark, so you hopefully you don't see me blushing and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But uh, absolutely. So <clears throat> uh, any any baseball experience at all? Me baseball experience? I, I had a little bit of baseball experience. Um, my cousin actually played baseball, uh, and I used to go with him to play baseball. And uh, I did not play myself, but they did let me because I used to go all the practices, and they did let me um, have an at bat, and I knocked. It, I actually hit a home run. What I did, man? I did. Um, but I was in the. I'm from Bay Area, and the part of town I lived in, there was no baseball. I went to my cousin's and watched him on the weekends play baseball because um, I was real close to my uncle, so um, I got the chance to. 
watch my cousin play baseball. Nice. Um, but I was afraid of a baseball, to be honest with you. That thing comes fast, boy. Oof. Really? That thing mm. comes fast. What about yourself, Dre? Any uh, baseball experience? I played one year. Well, let's get him on though to ask these questions. You know what I'm saying? I played. Wait, let me finish, man. I'm going now. Oh, 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 man, we got a guest on here. Wait, notice. I played one year you, fucking t-ball. You, you slow. T-ball. I played one year goddamn That's t-ball. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. You going? <laughs> oh, he's on here. Well, t-ball is better than baseball, so it now we're baseball, but you're afraid of the dark too. <laughs> I'm afraid. Right. Of- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, uh, we want to introduce a World Series MVP. Ooh. The one and only Mr. Dave Stewart is joining us by Zoom, and uh, we just want to have a great conversation with him, mentor style. So we want everybody to welcome him into the room, if you could, please. Mr. Dave Stewart, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Hey, man, thank you so much for being here. Yes, uh, yeah, don't say nothing right now. Let me let me just, my bad, let my me bad. get my little giddiness out. Hey, 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 hey. This is a dream come <laughs> true, I'm not going to lie. I'm an Oakland A's fan, 1989. You was throwing that thing, and I was there to watch it, and that's my favorite team, Oakland A's, all the way, and to have you, I can't even look him in the face. I can't even look down in the face. <laughs> to have you on here is such a pleasure. I, I appreciate you, and I just wanted to get that out the way. Um, okay, so let's go back to the show. I just had to, I'm sorry. I had to do that. I had to do that. How you doing today, sir? I'm outstanding, man. Thank you all for having me on. I appreciate you guys taking the time to let me take time to be with you guys this evening. Absolutely. And what, we're in the middle of the beginning of the, the, the World Series? Hey, man, it's okay. The Dodgers are winning 5-1, to one, so I'm, I'm, I had to get on out of there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Dodgers. We're playing the Rays, the Rays right? Playing the Rays. Playing the Rays, yeah, man. It was 5-1. to one. I was glad it was time for me to go. That's awesome. So I take it you're not a Dodgers fan. Oh, not ever in a day. You, you can't be, huh? There's, there's like, uh, that's, that's illegal, isn't it? Hey, it's illegal where I come from. Yeah, there we go. There we, the go. Bad, there we go. The bad thing is it was my first organization, it was the first team I ever played for, but I can't stand the Dodgers. Oh, I did see that when I was looking at some video. Of foot, no, photos. Oh, man. I did see that. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into your history, uh, if you don't mind, let's talk about the history of, of Negro League Baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Right? Real quick for everybody in the <clears> comments <throat> section, I just want to share a little bit with you all. 2020 is the 100th year anniversary of the Negro Leagues in America. According to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum website, in 1920, an organized league structure was formed under the guidance of Andrew Rube Foster, a former player, manager, and owner for the Chicago American Giants. In a meeting held at uh, SAO YMCA in Kansas City, Missouri, Foster and a new and a few other Midwestern team owners joined to form the Negro National League. Soon, rival leagues formed in eastern and southern states, bringing the thrills and innovative play of black baseball to major urban centers and rural countrysides in the U.S., Canada, and Latin America. The leagues maintained a high level of professional skill and became centerpieces for economic development in many black communities. In 1945, Major League Baseball's Brooklyn Dodgers recruited Jackie Robinson from the Kansas City Monarchs, Robinson now becomes the first African-American in the modern era to play on a major league roster. While his historical event was a key moment in baseball and civil rights history, it prompted the decline of the Negro Leagues. The best black players were now recruited for the major leagues, and black fans followed. The last Mm -hmm. Negro League teams folded in the early 1960s, 
but their legacy lives on through the surviving players and the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Nineteen sixties, huh? That's like yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's still a tremendous amount of time considering circumstances, socioeconomical, and all that. It's that's astounding. Yes, it is. Uh, according to Statistica.com, um, two thousand two hundred and one people responded to an online survey between July thirty first. 2020 and August 3rd, 2020, on their level of interest uh, as far as Americans have in Major League Baseball. Uh, as far as whites, 21% would be a uh, avid fans, 32% casual fans, 47 not a fan at all. Uh, as far as Hispanics, 24% avid, 29% casual, and 47 not a fan at all. Uh, African Americans, 18% avid, 24% casual, and 58% not a fan at all. And really... We can actually, we can stop right there and kind of get into that a little bit. 58% of our community is not a fan at all of baseball, but considering uh, the fruits that a lot of players can get from their participation, it seems like it's something that should be, um, you know, much more celebrated, much more uh, integrated into our communities. Why do you guys think, and please, Mr. Stewart, if you can, uh, think that we are not so much fans of the game as everybody else is. Well, shoot, in this day and time, um, when I came up in the game, um, baseball was prevalent in our communities. There were tons and tons of black players that were playing the game at that time. I grew up in the Bay Area, so I grew up watching Willie Mays and Willie McCovey, um, Jim Ray Hart on the Oakland side, Reggie Jackson, Ramon Webster, Blue Moon Odom. I mean, there were always several black players on the team. And now you see black players on the team, you see one one player maybe on a team versus in my period of time where you see six or seven, eight at a time. When I played with the Dodgers team, there were nine uh, out of 25 players oh, wow. um, on, on the Dodgers teams in 1978 to 81, 83, actually, when I was traded. And so when you don't see yourself on in in any form mm -hmm. it's tough for you to believe that you're welcome mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so baseball has not displayed that they haven't displayed it in their in their in their uh on the field when it comes to field management uh coaches managers they haven't displayed it in their offices uh shoot i think there are now two um minority general managers of baseball teams. Kenny Williams is a vice president of baseball operations with the Chicago White Sox. So I don't know about you, but if I don't see me, why would I feel that I'm welcome playing any sport? Right. Why would I? It's like walking into a room where you don't see anybody that looks like you. How do you feel when you walk into that room? I'm welcome. So that's the way baseball is. If I'm a kid and I'm watching baseball, what would make me think? that I can play professional baseball at the major league level, what would make me think that I can make it to that level when I'm not seeing a great percentage of me on the field? And that's really what it comes down to. Um, kids have to be able to identify with themselves mm -hmm. and they have to know that they have an opportunity to be able to do something. Now, if you ask me, what do I think? I think that baseball is the sport that anybody can play. I don't care who, what size, what mm -hmm. weight. Mm -hmm. um, 
if you have hand and eye coordination and baseball is even forgiving for that, because even though I did pitch and I considered myself to be an athlete, if you can't hit a ball or you can't put your hands and eyes together to hit a baseball, you can get on the mound and throw a baseball. Mm -hmm. So baseball, in my opinion, is the most forgiving sport of any of the sports for the everyday person, the person that looks like you and me. It's the most forgiving sport. Basketball is height restricted in most cases. Football is 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 size restricted in all cases. If you don't have weight on yourself, I mean, you could be a defensive player. I mean, there are some defensive backs that I look at them and I say, you played football? But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But baseball is the one sport that everybody should be able to identify with because we've all at some point, whether it's playing softball at the park you know, during holidays, you know, we've all played the sport. And so I, I think what we have to do as 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 a nationality of people, as black people, mm-hmm. we have to understand that we all can't play basketball. Mm-hmm. But if we have the the reason why I feel I was successful at baseball is because I had athleticism along with the ability to think. Mm-hmm along with the fact that I happen to be 6'1", 6'2", in size, which is the average height, I think, in this day and time. And that's what helped me be successful in baseball, and I ran with it. But once again, and and I know I've been long-winded on this subject. Talk as long as you want. And I grew, up, I grew up in a period of time when just out of Oakland, it was Frank Robinson and Beta Pinson. There was Joe Morgan. I mean, and and you can keep going there were just multiple black athletes that played baseball that were an example for me when i was growing up that inspired me to continue to play the game i have a question based on what you just said it made me think about something do you think there's a a group of, do you think there's an idea that because anybody can play this sport not everybody should play this sport um like of course, basketball, there, football, there's things that have to do with size and, and speed and things of that nature. And it's almost like, uh, you know, America's pastime. Like, you got everything else. We want to keep this equal playing field in, in the sense of not taking over and dominating sports. Do you feel like, because when you said that, it made me think like, wow, is, is there like, you know, an idea of wanting to save a sport maybe from from that's taking over the idea of domination in the sense of uh, you know people fear stuff sometimes uh but just based on what you said it, it made me think like that do you think there's a you know mm-hmm. wanting to kind of preserve it to a certain standard or a, um in baseball you don't you get know what i'm saying like i just well, what, what, I, I think i have an idea what you at first i didn't understand where you were going with it but you're talking about from the management side yeah Mm-hmm. And so from the management side, I do believe this, and I've said it a thousand times, so anybody out there that's listening, especially in Major League Baseball, they've heard me say it more times than not. Why? I mean, the superstar players in baseball, they are now Dominican or they're Puerto Rican or they're Latin players. Mm-hmm. Your, your superstar players, other than Mookie Betts, think of one black player in baseball that is of the superstar caliber. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts is it. And, and 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 everybody else, they're either Latin or they're white. And so Major League Baseball says, you know what? And this is the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. 
especially when it comes to uh, decision-making positions in baseball, why do we need to hire anybody that's a minority? Because the minority is a, is, is exactly that in the game. They're a minority. Mm. And quite frankly, <clears throat> we were talking about black lives matter and the things that are happening with the black athletes and the kneeling in that situation. I hate the broadness, but um, this is the only way that I can explain it. Mm -hmm. Bruce Maxwell three years ago was the only player of color to kneel. And nobody joined him. And then we know four years ago, Colin Kaepernick was the first black player to kneel, and everybody joined him. And and now in the NBA starting this year, when we're talking about Breonna Taylor and we're talking about Floyd, and we're talking about, you know, all of our, our black youth that has been where, quite frankly, their privacy has been invaded and they've been shot and they've been killed. When we think about that, and then I made it, then then basketball said, well, we're going to jump on this. And basketball, NBA, WNBA, and the NBA, they took a position and they have created movement through their form and their platform. But when it comes to football, when it comes to basketball, when it comes to baseball, I mean, when it comes to football, basketball, two major sports, and even soccer got involved. But when it came to the two major sports, three, if we include baseball, mm -hmm. football said, you know what, we better listen because we're 80% black. Mm -hmm. And basketball said, man, we better listen because we're 86% mm -hmm. black. Mm -hmm. Well, baseball said, man, we ain't got to do nothing because we're 6% black. Mm -hmm. And we need to do nothing. You guys are replaceable. Mm. You know, we're going to have the superstars play, but the other ones that are coming in, we've been doing what we've been doing. There's no reason for us to change because there's nobody in the seats that identifies with you anyway. Wow. Steve. And so that's my belief, and I've said it. I've just repeated it again. Baseball doesn't have a reason to change. It's a conservative sport. Football is conservative, but football knows if you create a riff, then, hey, 80% of the people that are on the field Right. We're going to have a problem. Right, right, right. And basketball says 86% of people that are on the court, we create a problem, we got a real problem. Mm -hmm. And we want these guys to continue to go out there. And if we want to take it back to the old days, 400 years ago, we need these boys to play. Yeah. Say it, say it. Woo! You, you know what I'm saying? Right. So baseball, where you're 6%, 7% black, these owners are saying, man, we got our game in check. Mm -hmm. And if these suckers decide that they're going to kneel, you know what? We're going to make you pay for it one way or another. And the problem with baseball is the black players that are involved in the game, they are so worried about perception, mm -hmm. what they look like to ownership, that they're not going to create a problem because they want those paychecks to continue to come. Mm -hmm. That's my belief about baseball. Has your belief. And, uh, and I'll stick by it because baseball shows itself in everything that it's doing. Right. Have, have... Or, or should I say not doing. Mm. So the Bay Area, he, he from the Bay, so you know how you know what I'm saying. We from the Bay, we say what we got to say. Um, do you feel like your stance has it changed over the years? Has it always been this? Um, as you get older, wiser in the game, seeing what you've seen, obviously, um, ha, do you feel like it's has it stunned you in in the career of baseball over the years? Has it given you more freedom? Has it given you more platforms? Um, by having the stances you have, by by making the noise you've made. 
uh, the waves you've made, um, has it does it does it hurt you? Does it help you? Does it matter? Well, my position, I mean, I grew up in, I was born in 57. I grew up in the 60s. Hmm. I mean, anybody who knows Oakland in the 60s, you know that there's the Black Panthers. And you know that Malcolm X was present hmm. in the period of time that I grew up. And for a long time, I studied the Islam nation. And I was a part of Muslim nation and the the discipline of the Muslim nation and the Islam nation and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Um, and I felt that that was good for me when it came to discipline and understanding my people and understanding how we as people should network mm. and depend and trust on each other. Mm. And so when you grow up in that period of time and you understand that the Black Panthers stood for, they were, they were white America's worst enemy because they were educated, but they were also, they would also, they would also fight violence. Now, Martin, they would also fight with violence. Uh, and so, I mean, in my opinion, when you're educated and you also have the ability to be violent, which means that you can also be calculated, watch out. And then Martin Luther King was a part of my growing up. And I, I love Martin Luther King and I love what he stood for. So I had a lot of different varieties of, of, of what I should be and how I should grow up. And I took a little bit from all of that. Mm -hmm. My main concern when I was growing up and, I, and, and when I was growing up, I only knew one way to be. Um, and I grew into that. And I grew into the pride of, of being from Oakland, from being from East Oakland. And I never got caught East up Oakland. into the phobias and the, and the, and the um, stigmas, I guess, that people placed on East Oakland, being violent, being drug infested, and being uh, the worst thing that you could possibly. I never grew up into that because I'm not that. Mm -hmm. What I am is I'm the best of Oakland. I'm the best of all of those different different organizations, those different intellectual and educational uh, pieces that have formed who I am, and so. I've been like this all my life. Um, what has always mattered to me is the advancement and the education and the communication that I can have from, can have with anybody who looks like me. And if I can be helpful in that, I'm uplifting, man. I'm not putting you down. There's no way I'm putting you down. Everything that comes out of my mouth and everything that I think is to uplift and to make sure that the opportunities continue to flow. And if I have the opportunity to help in that way, whether it is individually or whether it is publicly, because if you don't put America in check and have them understand what they are doing, if you don't educate them to what they are doing, they will always plead ignorance. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, it's just stupidity. And so I've been this way. Have I suffered from it? Yeah, I do believe that I have suffered from my position and my stance on how I feel we as Black people should be and how we should treat each other and how we should communicate with each other and how we should network with each other and how we should build together. <clears throat> yeah, I think I have been, um, I guess, um, I've, I've faced the consequence. <clears throat> And, but it doesn't matter 
you know, um, I've been blessed. Um, I've been blessed in so many ways. Uh, I believe in God and I believe that God had a position for me and a place for me. And he had a mission for me that I needed to accomplish. And, and if one voice hears it, then believe it, it passes on to another voice. And if you guys ever have an opportunity to talk to CC Sabathia or to talk to Dontrell Willis, they will tell you that they are disciples Train. of me. And so, and they have been able to carry on what I have been able to pass to them. And so, you know, I'm, and I don't even know the multiples of others that I've been able to touch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but these two have preached that I am the single most influence on who they are and what they do and how they walk their path. And, and for me, then mission has been accomplished. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. You know what I'm saying? That is awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Man. Um, so, so the, I, I got, we got to go here. We got to go here. So, <clears throat> World Series, you know, we, we, this is a men's podcast. We got to use on that mound, that World Series. You got to please let us know what it felt like to be on that mound, controlling the game at the height, like World Series, World Series in your hands. What was that experience like? Please let us know what that experience was like. Well, now you got to understand that I've been, I was on. I was on the Dodgers World Series team in early 81. Okay. Probably not as significant in 81 mm-hmm. as I was in 88, 89, 90, and 93. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lessons I learned in 81 uh, when I lost the first two games of the first round and lost the first two games of the second round, mm. um, when we only had, when we can only lose three, and fortunately we were to come back and win three in a row in each of those, and we fell down two to the Yankees and came back and won four in a row in the World Series. Those were learning, learning days for me. And it was a learning process for me that helped me to understand in 1988 when I was opening day starter against the Dodgers and and in 89 against the Giants and in 90 against Cincinnati and in 93 against uh, Philadelphia. I, I learned my lessons mm-hmm. uh, and you know, my wife asked me tonight, uh, was I nervous in those starts? I was nervous every start of my career. And I mm-hmm. think I made, I don't know how many starts, but I know I pitched almost 3000 innings and I was nervous in every start that I ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more about the 80, 80, 88, 89 and 90. I was in my hometown mm-hmm. and um, when Tony LaRusa gave me the opportunity to walk through the door, which I'd never been given that opportunity before by the Dodgers, by Texas, by Philadelphia, when Tony said, Hey, we're going to give you this opportunity. And this is for anybody that's listening. You can't be ready for the opportunity. If you haven't prepared yourself for that opportunity, right? You can't walk through that door with hesitation. And if you're hesitant, then you're not confident. If you're not confident, you're not prepared. Mm -hmm. And so when Tony gave me that opportunity, 
I was ready to walk through the door. I had been ready long before that because I had played it before, man. I had played that role so many times. I had been there so many times. I had done it so many times. In my mind, all I was waiting for was somebody to say, okay, here it is. Mm -hmm. Now, the story before that story is it's a difficult task to keep confident. It's a difficult task to keep believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a difficult task to be prepared and ready when the time comes when everybody else outside of your circle and even some people in your circle are telling you that you can't. Mm -hmm. So when you believe and you know and you trust who you are and the lessons that you've learned along the way and you keep your eyes on what's happening to you in the forefront versus what's going on behind you, when you do those things, when the time comes, man, it's like a bucking horse coming out of the gate and you got somebody <laughs> in your back on a moment. You, you kick them and you buck right and took them off. Uh, right. And that's, that's how it was for me. Starting from 86 until 88, when 88 came and Tony La Russa said, you are going to start the first game of the World Series for us. Man. For the A, there is no responsibility, there is no feeling, there is nothing that you want more or you should want more mm -hmm. than to get that to to get those words. You are the guy. There's there's nothing better than that, because now I take it to the different level. Because man, I had a whole lot of people in Oaktown that said I was going to be a thug and. How you hanging out with the Muslims? You all you all the Muslims do is preach and sell papers and bean pies, you know. And and people, people, man, they they label you, mm -hmm. and they they put things on you that don't belong to you. And the fortunate thing for me is, man, my mother who just passed away two months ago and my father who passed away long before that, but I learned work ethic and I learned the responsibility of what a man should do when it comes to himself, because you can't be anything for anybody else unless you are somebody for yourself. And so when my father was teaching me those things and my mother was teaching me those things, I looked at 1988 as a period of time and I had already run 20 games the year before that. And then I won 20 games that year. But I looked at that moment and I said, you know what? I'm never going to let anybody say anything about me that I don't want to be true. Mm. And more importantly, I'm never going to say anything about myself mm. that I don't want to be true. Mm. When I paint my canvas that is blank, my canvas is going to feature things that are positive and things that are uplifting things. They're going to be bright colors. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That canvas that was white is now going to tell my story. And what do I want my story to tell? Right. I want my story to tell that, <laughs> you know what? When I came in this game and I was getting off that team bus, nobody was asking me for nothing. When I finished my career, and now I'm 25 years past it. I walk down the street and people are still saying my name when they walk past me. Mm -hmm. So what effect did I have on the game? I had a great effect on the game. But what effect did I have on my community? Right. When I walk into Oakland, 
but I'm a king. Mm. But I'm not a king because I played baseball. I'm a king because I got involved in my community and I did the things that it took in my community. And I gave back to the people that had given to me, starting with my parents, but even more importantly, Young American Sports, OMBL Basketball, Boys and Girls Club, Pop Warner Football, Harry Harris, Dave, John Martin. Man, I could take them all. I can name all of them. But for me, the key to all of it is, and, and, and it's when you get home, don't get complacent. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Man, when I walked in my mama's house, man, and she had all, she had the greens and she had the goddamn gumbo making the potato salad, man, the red beans and rice hey. on New Year's Day. Man, how easy it is, how easy is it to eat that food and fall asleep on the couch? Man. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the, the mission ain't done, man, until the day you leave this earth, your mission is not done. It's not done. So once again, I was long-winded. No. Oh man, no, we needed all of that. We needed all of that. But, but to answer your question, man, when he said you are my guy uh-huh. in 88, brother, I wore it. For not just me, I wore it for every place that I had been, every step that I had taken, Markham Elementary School, Frick Junior High, Redeemer Lutheran, St. Elizabeth High School, mm. Laney Junior College, Merritt Junior College, Cal State Hayward, and everybody that I had met along the way who had helped me to survive all of the things that could have taken me down. Nathalie Stewart, David Stewart, Brenda, Stephanie, Gregory, Marilyn, Carolyn, Jackie, Gwen, all my sisters and brothers, because it takes a village, brother. It takes a village. You see, this man said three community colleges, or two, two. community colleges, mm-hmm. Cal State Hayward, which I lived in, uh, I lived in Hayward as well. Um, I mean, look at the look at the look at the List, steps, yeah, and it's some, uh, what's what's unfortunate in the, in our in today is the kids see Same. one step, yeah, they and see they a die. highlight film, and then they see the pros and think that there's not the steps in the middle, right? And we often give up because we mm-hmm. don't understand is a road to get there, and it's that road to get there is what prepares you for that moment and those moments, and we forget that a lot of the times. But I do want to ask you, what? How old were you, and what was the moment that you knew? You belonged and or you you had what it took to get to that next level. Did you ever have that? Well, I was a three-sport athlete. Um, I played football, baseball, and basketball. Baseball, I had no scholarships. Basketball, I had 10. Football, I had 30. Hmm. And so um, I just told you I came from a family of eight, East Oakland, Oakland. uh, three-bedroom house, and I started focusing on sports. I, education was important, and I was a good student. But I, I knew to get to college, I had to, it, the, my best way was going to be through, through an athletic scholarship along with academics. People started talking about me in football when I was playing Pop Warner football. I was probably 12, 13 years old nobody ever talked about me playing baseball Mm -hmm. and people talked about me playing basketball. And so um, one of my best friends in life, his name is Warnell Simpson and my brother Gregory are the key factors to me playing sports and being involved in sports. 
my brother, five years older, started me out playing early. And Warnell, who was that that knew how to push the buttons and kept saying, shoot, Stu, you ain't shit. Mm. I, hope I, say, I hope I can say that on the air. Yeah, but that's oh, yeah said, absolutely. Stu, Stu, you ain't shit, man. Big as you is, man, you bigger than everybody else out here, man, and you ain't doing shit. That was Warnell. And so um, I started really concentrating on, on, on the scholarship factor. And that started when I was in the eighth grade. In the eighth grade, I told my mother, um, my father had our, was, my father had passed. And I told my mother, she was working two jobs. And I told my mother, I said, mom, I'm going to be a pro something. I said, I don't know if it'd be football, baseball, or basketball. But I'm gonna be a pro something. This that's how I'm gonna make my mark. And I said, don't worry about me going to college. I'm gonna get my scholarship to go to college. I said, whether it's academic, I said, because my grades at that time were a three eight. Mm. And and then, you know, in the eighth grade, I'd already had 10, 10 football scholarships already, just out of Pop Warner. I never played one day of high school football. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so um I told her, I said, I'm gonna be a pro something. So the eighth grade is when I realized that I had the ability to be a professional at one of the three sports. And then my junior year, um, I was strictly focused on being a professional football athlete. Mm. Um, I was 5'10", 190 pounds. I was a middle linebacker, All-American. I had, at that time, I had all 30 scholarships offered to me. I was going to play football. And then... Uh, my senior year when I started doing college visits at, at 5'10", 190, and I'm walking into the major colleges, <laughs> and I'm seeing cats that 6'5", 6'6", 280. I said, uh, man, I hope something happened for me basketball and football, <laughs> basketball and baseball. And sure enough, the Dodgers drafted me, and so, man, I took that and I said, I'm gone. Mm. And that's how I ended up playing baseball. Wow. That's crazy. That's good, man. man that's, that's good. Crazy, man. Damn, that's what's up. Well, we definitely, uh, um, it's about time to get to that. that, that, episode, that, that yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. indeed. So, Mr. Dave Stewart, we, we thoroughly, thoroughly uh, have appreciated your wisdom and your story uh, here today. It has been therapeutic and yes, very has. substantive for not only us but definitely everybody that is in the audience uh, we've get, been getting nothing but glowing comments and praises going your way just for sharing your interaction as far as discipline uh, the road that you took and the promises that you made and the people that supported you and it only you know brings it full circle and makes it more real that in order to have a lifestyle that fills up the canvas like yours, that work has to be done and you cannot, you know, rest on your laurels because often, you know, in our current society, we have a lot of resting and uh, you obviously just put in the work. So we thank you for that example. And uh, hopefully, you know, not only for us, but for everybody else, they got a chance to listen to you. Uh, They were able to gather some of that energy. So we just want to, Say thank you so much again for being here and give you a round of applause. Uh, thank you, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And thanks, of course, for D. Scott for setting it up. 
One one last thing, man, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get off. Oh, no, you can't get off yet. We got something special. <laughs> okay. I'm 63 years old. And even at 63 years old, and I think that, I think me and my wife and my family, I think we're doing okay. Um, but at 63 years old, when I wake up every day, man, there is a mission and there's a goal that I am here to accomplish. And your mission and goals, man, they're not monetary. They're not, they're not materialistic. Your missions and your goals just around every aspect of your life and the things that intertwine and cross in your life. Um, and you can't be afraid in this lifetime you know, people, and I'll give you an example. I, I have, I have a BlackBerry phone. <laughs> <laughs> and so, we all people, just, <laughs> people, people tell me all the time, man, why you got a BlackBerry? I man, haven't seen know, a BlackBerry, and who knows when? You know, iPhone <laughs> is in, and man, they still make those. And so, my <laughs> comment to them is always this. And this is a prime example of, of, of who I am and anybody else who wants to follow this, follow it. But I don't give a damn what anybody thinks about the fact that I got a Blackberry. Mm -hmm. And I ain't afraid to stand by myself. Mm -hmm. Because when I stand by myself and I make decisions for myself, you can believe, man, I'm not going to put myself in jeopardy or in harm. Right. So if I make a decision for myself, man, I'm brave enough that if you say, man, I'm following you, Come on and follow me. Come on, yeah. Because I'm by myself already. So what does that say? I'm not afraid. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not afraid. Brother, join me, man. Shoot, I'm going where I'm going. You need to go. Right, right on. You need to be, you need to be with me, whether you lead with me or you follow me and you learn to lead. But that's what I wake up for every day, man. It's not materialistic goals. It's not monetarily. It's how can I be uplifting to every man because when you do that bruh that's what you're here for i told mark mcguire this my teammate because he said man when you get off the bus he was a rookie he said when you get off the bus man don't you get tired of people stopping you every step that you take i told him i said mark actually i call him mac mm. i said man why are you here what are you here for? Right, right. Wow. You are here so that people know you are here. You are here to make a mark. You are here to set an example. You are here because this is what you were destined to be. Whether you want it or not, you can stand up against the wall and nobody know you were here. Or you can put yourself in the middle of it all and everybody knows you're here. And you've had a mark on what takes place going forward. You pick it, brother. But I pick where I want to be. I have been the person. I am the person that I want people to know that I was here. I don't want to leave this earth without people knowing I was here for a positive reason. Malaya's talking. Malaya's talking. Y'all hear? You know what I'm saying? That's the Bay Area. All right. If you don't mind, we have a, a couple of uh, we have a section where we call the peeve section. We would like to uh, end it off with asking you a couple of questions about some of your peeves as a pitcher, possibly. Um, yeah. 
And, you can uh, as a person, bro. I got a whole lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. We're, we're going to do this quick. We're going to do this quick. Um, we good? We good to go? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so as a pitcher, what are your biggest peeves? What was your biggest peeves as a pitcher? That a, when when a hitter hit a home run off of me, there you go, right? <laughs> that you run your ass around in base because if you don't, the next will hit you in your ribs. Hey! Hey! You want to run? No, we can't. All that, all that backflip, that bat flip, and all that crap you seeing right now. Yeah, nope. Would be non-existent for me. <laughs> can he look at you? Would he? Can he look at you? He can look. You can look all you want to, cause you gonna admire what's gonna happen next. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So as a as a coach, what was your biggest pet peeve? As a coach? Yes. Don't come here if you don't come here unprepared. You mm. come here ready to work. Mm. When you come to this ballpark, the preparation doesn't start. When you get to the park, you come to the park prepared. Mm. And then when you get to the park, I'm gonna give you some more education. But when you come here, you come to work. You come here for three, four hours, four hours a day, five hours a day. You get paid well. Don't come here not ready to do your job. Mm. Don't come here not prepared to have somebody else come to the ballpark because you sold them something that they needed to come back for. My pet peeve is when you play this game, make sure that you play the game so that people will come back and watch you, mm. not the team. Mm. Mm. That, I was an individual when it came to that. When it came to that, brother, I took an individual stance. I'm coming back. I pitch every fourth or fifth day. You make sure your butt comes back here to watch me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh. I like that. Okay, so as a sports figure, what was your biggest pet peeve dealing with the media? Don't ask me stupid-ass questions. <laughs> 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 Don't me when a ball was hit off me out of the ballpark, how did it feel? How the hell do you think it felt? Oh man. Oh, how do you keep it professional? You can't you gotta you gotta answer the question though, don't you? You gotta sit there and try to ask that question. Brother, you ask the question and after a while you just look at him like, how stupid are you to ask me How do you feel? Uh all right, so what about your biggest so, pet peeve? You know what? Yeah, go ahead. I, go ahead. I watched Steve, I watched Stephen A. Smith this morning. They had Khabib ah. on the UFC fighter, right? Yeah. They had Khabib on the UFC fighter. And Stephen A. Smith had asked Khabib a question that had been asked to him several times. He said, Well, he said, Well, when you get an opportunity to fight, uh, when you get an opportunity to fight, uh, I forget what the guy's name is that he's gonna be fighting. Uh. You know, what if? And Khabib says, look, you asked this question three times now. He says, don't ask me no shit like that. If is non-existent, the only thing that is existent is what we're doing right now. Khabib said that, and Stephen A tonight, you know Stephen A, it's tough to shut him up. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Bruh, he shut up. Man. Uh, no that games. Is funny. That is funny. Okay, so what is the biggest pet peeve dealing with fans? Dealing with fans... My biggest pet peeve when it comes to dealing with fans is when I've been signing autographs for two hours, don't sit there after I've been signing for two hours and you happen to be the last cat that I don't want to sign for to say, <laughs> oh, that's what it is. You're going to big time me, huh? Oh, you right. big time me. Oh, we pay, 
We pay your we pay your salary. You don't pay a goddamn <laughs> You pay to get into the stadium and eat a hot dog and drink a beer. That's what you pay for. You don't pay part of my salary. You don't pay none of it. Shut up and go home. Oh god. <laughs> well, I've been okay. here for two hours, man. You just walked up after I've been signed for two hours after you've been on the visiting side trying to get visiting autographs. Right, right. You're gonna come back to my side and try to get an autograph. Man, get the hell out of here. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay, this is the last one. We'll let you go. This is a question I have for you. What is the worst type of teammate? One that chews tobacco to, or the one that eats sunflower seeds? Man, the worst teammate is the one that chews tobacco, uh, man. I'm going to tell you why, because he's a nasty uh, dog. <laughs> he's a nasty dog. They put that stuff in their mouth. They spit it out, so it's all over the stadium. And, man, think about this. I don't know about y'all, man, but I can't watch somebody that vomited Whoa. or puked up ah! and sit there and look at puke without wanting to puke my dang self. <laughs> so when you're looking at a big area, just spit, bubbly, dark oh. ass spit. And then not only that, but it's all on their shirt and their teeth all brown, and their mouth and their, their lips all brown. Nasty. And, man, I start thinking about, man, your wife kisses you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's nasty. Come on, man. That's some nasty, nasty. And they keep that cup everywhere. Ugh. Man, they don't even keep a cup in the dugout. In the dugout, they just spit it on the ground. Oh. But you're right. You're right. The nastiest of nastiest is the one that does it in their goddamn house, and they got cu they got cups laying all around. all around. They got cups in their car. Yeah. It's just, man, that's some nasty stuff, and that's an indication of nasty. <laughs> How they are in their home. Them the cats that got skid marks in their drawers. <laughs> All right. To the skids. You know what I'm saying? To the skids. Good All right. God. That's it for us. Oh, man. So we do. <laughs> Just let them, well, we'll get them off of here. And okay. We'll going. Cool. Cool. Um, that's it. We. That's all we have for you. So we'll let you get back to your game. All right, y'all. It ain't really no game now. The Dodgers are probably then it run off with it, man. Shit, I'm gonna go upstairs, man. Put some grub down my neck, and look at my beautiful wife. Yeah, oh man, sir. there and we go. Thank you again for joining us on our podcast, thank you, the Mentor thank you. Podcast. Uh, All right, you'll be able to catch this Take on care, Facebook. Thanks, you, man. Absolutely, thank you, sir. Have I appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Oh man, thank you. Man, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. Man, awesome. you know what I'm saying. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, for. World Series MVP, Mr. Dave Stewart. That's what I'm talking about, though. He was, he wasn't here pulling no punches, you know what I'm saying? Kept it real. That's yeah, what we do in the mentor podcast. That's what we do in East, East Oakland, huh? You know what I'm saying? That's the Himalayas. You know what I'm saying? When you come from the top mountaintops, I tell you. When you come down amongst the regular people, you know. Oh, man. They put a lot of wisdom out there, too. What's up there? Yep, that's real. Hey, Thanks, nothing man. but gems. Nothing but gems, man. Uh, before we get out of here, man, we want to make sure to uh, shout out uh, any black-owned businesses you guys have. Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. We ain't done with the show. We just done with it. We, we ain't done with the show yet. Oh, my fault. We still yeah, doing it? Yeah, I got the uh, weekly updates. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Hold on. Let's, 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 let's get it right real quick, real quick. We got weekly updates coming from a main man. Say something, Dre. So, um... Dre, what we got on the weekly update, sir? So we're still in the month of uh, October. Mm-hmm. Breast cancer awareness. Yes, indeed. Domestic violence. Yes, indeed. The pink and purple. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to uh, uh, breast cancer uh, survivor, the one and only. Miss Wanda is in the building right oh, now. That's what's up? 
That's what's up. So I'm gonna run through these pretty quickly. You know, um, the week of the 18th to the 24th, uh, we have Earth Science Week. Okay, for you Earth Science people, it's your week. We'll go through, just run through them. Uh, Sunday the 18th, uh, No Bread Day. Uh-huh. National Chocolate Cupcake Day. I need to have a no bread year. Hot wait. We got no bread day and then National Chocolate Cupcake right after that? The same right, day? The same day. How you gonna have no what? What flowers bread? Uh, this is no flower day. So maybe you do a keto. They said no bread. So then you can have a cupcake because it's just the flower is what they share. I thought you were saying like, how can you have a cupcake and no bread in the same Ladies day? Ladies and gentlemen, is 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 <laughs> is cupcake, is there bread in a cupcake? No. So why are you saying why why are you saying it was confusing? It was the same day. Uh, to me, a cupcake and bread is the same damn so thing. So you are saying what I'm saying. God damn. But it's not. They hey. both have flour. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. It's not bread. And cooking no bread. So Monday. It's a bread. What's today? Today's <laughs> Tuesday. So Monday the 19th, we got National New Friends Day. New friends. Mm. When you get married, you can't have new friends. <laughs> really? New friends. Next one, we got Elevate Your Life Day. Uh, I feel like my life just been elevated. Yeah, we've been by, elevated uh, for the last hour. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let me smooth this up a little bit. Tasha said cupcake is bread. David will try to find a way. Cupcake <laughs> <laughs> okay, is not bread. It's a cupcake. It's flour. But it ain't no bread. So check this out. cupcake sandwich. Check this out for Wednesday, right? Tomorrow we got a Back to the Future Day. Mm. International Day of Nachos. Mm. Mm. National Apple Day. Apple has its own goddamn day. National Apple Day. Can you believe that? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> um, National Pumpkin Cheesecake Day. They just doing too much now. Yeah, they yeah. just making up shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, check this out. I don't know what they're talking about, but it sounds pretty cool to me. On Thursday, October 22nd, is National Nut Day. <laughs> sounds fucking amazing to me. I don't know what they're talking about, but it sounds pretty cool to me. Well, nuts cost you about two of them. Yeah. <laughs> you about two of them going. Check this out. So, Friday, October 23rd, National Croc Day. What's a croc? I don't know. Is that them shoes? I hope not. I hope they don't have their own day, but yeah. Mm. Okay. They got a... Uh... <laughs> I'm about to slap both of you motherfuckers right now. <laughs> National Slap Your Annoying Coworker Day. Both of you I'm not annoying. Where's the annoying? I'm not annoying. I'm annoying, Dre. Semantics? No, no, no. Fresh annoying. I'm not annoying. Sounds like I'm you. No, no, don't try to, no, 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 don't try to Himalaya the situation. <laughs> we got a um, TV talk show host day. That's Friday, 23rd still. Last but not least, we got Make a Difference Day for Saturday, October 24th. Yeah, we'll leave it just like that. All right. That sounds good. Well, for all those holidays. Make a difference. All those holidays, salute to y'all. You know what I'm saying? You stop nothing. Man, hey, Thursday is coming around. You said a gun on Thursday. Bow, it's coming. Bow, bow. National Nut Day. I don't know if we're talking about peanuts, walnuts, or a man and woman that's just like the... <laughs> Throw them nuts around, man. Just don't get it on me. Shoot up the club, huh? Just, just shoot up the club, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Well... Appreciate you on that, Drake. Thank you very much for yes, getting us in tune with that. Uh, back on to the black-owned businesses of the week. Did you guys shop at any black-owned businesses? Got any you want to shout out? You know what, man? I I, I would say yes, but I'm going to say no only because I work from home, so I'm stuck in the house all day. Mm-hmm. So getting out of the house, coming down to hang out with you guys, man, is something I look forward to every Tuesday. That's what's up. So, no, I have not shopped at any black-owned businesses this past week. I did... 
buy a pair of Nikes. I bought two. Did you? But I did not shop at a black-owned business. <laughs> I posted about the what is it, straw and straw and wool. Straw and wool. I straw made a post wool. for them. Mm-hmm. But I have not shopped. And I feel bad, but I have not shopped at a black-owned business. But you did remind me, I did go on the Strong Wool yes, indeed. on Sunday. Strong Wool, for those who don't know what it is, it is a grown folks hat store. Yeah, I'll say it like that. It ain't no you know what? baseball caps, yeah. but it's strong. I want to. I want to go in there. I want to go in there, go, man. man. But I got a big head though. Can they make a hat yeah, to go over my dress? I, I said the same thing. I said, man, fresh coming here, and so. <laughs> Fresh, you can get a hat. Anybody can get a hat. That's what they told me. That's what they told me. So hey, I'm, like, no, I'm on it. I want one, though. I want one. It is pretty long. It though. is. It ain't, it's, it's long. But no, they got, because I asked That's what she said. <laughs> and the gunner just said, that's enough, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, um, women there as well, they do have stuff for, for us big-headed people. Okay. Um, okay. But it's a dope store, man. I went in there and chopped it up with them. Super friendly people. One of the owners is there. And you, I love going to places where you... You don't know if it's the owner or not. They're right. just good people. Just good people. Good, good people, energy. man. Good energy, good people. Ain't all, uh, uh, it was super dope. I saw all the hats, and we're going to be doing something special with them coming up pretty soon. Absolutely. Going to be setting up a photo shoot. For those that don't know, the, the link to Straw and Wool is in the comments section right now. So uh, make sure to check them out. They're uh, going to be downtown Phoenix, and uh, they, they grew so much in the past couple of months. They had to actually buy the suite next door so nice. they can expand. So. We've been doing a, a great job as a community supporting them, and we just only want to support even more so their business can grow exponentially because that uh, that management team of that store is all about community. So you just let them know that I'm coming since they make extra large hats. So absolutely. I'll be there. Yes, indeed. They got, you. they got you. And on top of that, as far as black-owned businesses are concerned, again, I we definitely want to reiterate hat. Straw hat. Um, the yeah. available micro-business grant that became available yesterday for micro businesses, that means businesses that are of five employees or less, including yourself uh, as the owner. All you got to do is go to LISC.org slash Phoenix, LISC.org slash Phoenix, and you can apply for a grant for your business up to $10,000. So I know we got a lot of small business people out there in our community that could definitely use some funds to be able to either keep their businesses afloat or put themselves in the next level. So just want to make sure to pass that information along. Don't have any reservations about it. Just go after it. Be present. Be ready, just like Mr. Stewart said, and uh, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Black-owned business. We got a lot of game from that OG's a minute man. ago, man. man it's a Himalayan I feel good. It came down, man. But I, want, I do going to give a shout-out to um, 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 Beyond Illustration. Yes. Who put together this uh, this this uh, dope presentation today for the baseball cards and the mentor platform, which we want to do something special for the hundred year anniversary of the Negro Baseball League. Um, thanks to shot uh, amazing, to, amazing uh, job. Beyond illustration, the one of the coldest graphics, the coldest graphics designer in the Valley, Arizona. Please Crazy. look him up on beyondillustration.com uh, if you need to get that work. He got that work for you. Absolutely. Uh, shout outs to the team as well. Shout outs for this week. Somebody's impacted your life, made you feel good, or anything like that. The team. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, it's, it almost makes me emotional to have such humble people around me, um, including you two, gentlemen oh, as well. Shit, right? Um, but, but the team. Everybody. everybody Five is, hey, everybody's giving their all to make this thing happen, man, and that's super dope. Um, 
you know you're in the right place where you don't have to ask when shit when 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 you don't have to ask and shit gets done mm-hmm. and then you realize you got to step your game up in order to compete with the ones going on initiative takers you see me look at them yeah. G- what because these two are spoiled y'all let me tell y'all these two right here are spoiled they spoiled yeah. for real though I, you know yeah, y'all spoiled. I, I, I appreciate it i know i am i appreciate spoiled. it though yeah i mean when I you, when you, when you, when you, spoiled. When you, when you put it. in the work early you, you know, know what? no put in the work early no you know and you're ready for the move i take that i'm humble though you're not hesitant you're confident y'all are spoiled you step into the position ready to play yeah what did og say you got to be prepared for this y'all better be careful what y'all listen i tell you what he said he says you're better be ready because if you ain't ready, you're hesitant. And no, if you're hesitant, you gotta be confident. These guys, you gotta be confident. Man, you better be careful too. <laughs> he said that too. All Hold right. up, before uh, y'all move on to the next part or whatever, uh, Barcelona, 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 <laughs> Barcelona. Hummer, EV, Hummer, EV, Hummer, EV. Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, where are you, Chelsea? We're looking for you, Chelsea. <laughs> Make sure you follow us. Bill Cosby, will you follow us? <laughs> From whatever cell you're in, brother, we are praying for you, Absolutely. Bill Cosby. You got our support, brother. The jello no pudding, the it. sweaters, the Huxtables, Bill Cosby, we are waiting for you to come home. And you can find us on Facebook. BillCosby.com, we are looking for you. The Mentor Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on there. Follow us on YouTube. Yes. Factory uh, of Factory of Unified Noise. We're on YouTube as well. Please catch our episodes. We're at thirty seven, six, five. Something like that. Well, something like that. We're on thirty something. We out of here. We on thirty something? Yeah. And you can get all of those previous yeah, episodes. I thought on we the weren't giving out numbers. Podcast.com. Last time I heard we weren't giving out numbers. Not for the video on shoot. The commercial, man. Not during the live. What oh, you okay. All right. <laughs> you Negroes ain't no joke, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us, man. Once again, thanks so much to the OG, the MVP, yes, Mr. Dave Stewart, for coming through. Uh, that was just incredible. I'm going to work on my life after this. Today. Yes, uh, hopefully, y'all got something great out of it. It's something that I we definitely want to, to continue now. to do here on the Mentor Podcast. I don't want to Because really, remember. all it's about EV. is men sharing, you know, their experiences I to say be something able about to pass Chelsea. on. Energy to everybody else to do better than we did before. And I just love Bill Cosby. We'll see y'all next week. Six. 6.30-ish, Tuesday, right here on Facebook Live. Can we do that now? Can we hashtag that? Talk Bro Tuesday. Can we hashtag that? Yeah, I'm in a hashtag. (laughs) Oh, man, for D. Scott Music and Say Something Dre, I am your host, Freshmaker, along with some of the dopest brothers that we could have on the the show, man. We'll we'll see y'all next week, man. Oh, (laughs) hit it, Bill. Jack.